0: Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the health needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. On this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College, I'm delighted to introduce Craig Slater. He's a clinical assistant professor and the director for interprofessional education and practice at Sargent College. And Craig, I don't want to explain all that you do because you're doing so much, but could you tell us more about your role at Sargent College?
1: Thanks so much, Karen. Um, Yeah, my role is to support um, the different programs at Sargent with uh, delivering an interprofessional education curriculum. And so that's having students from all different programs learn with each other, learn about each other, learn together and learn how to collaborate um, with each other in clinical practice.
0: So at Sargent, what are some of the professions that we have?
1: Uh, in our graduate programs, we've got occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech-language pathology, nutrition, and athletic training.
0: Okay, so obviously you have an amazing accent. So can you give us some background about yourself?
1: Okay, no worries. Um... <laughs> I'm from Australia, and um, I'm an occupational therapist who's worked in Australia and the UK. Um, I worked in a variety of different settings from acute care, um, rehabilitation, community, and hand therapy. Um, So after that I I did a Masters of Public Health and then I went into teaching in the Interdisciplinary Health Sciences at uh, Western Sydney University. And so we set up an interprofessional education curriculum for students in a number of programs, some of which are the same as Sargent, so OT and PT, um, but also um, podiatry, health promotion and a few others. Um, after that, I then went into working in the um, for the state of New South Wales, and delivering and developing and delivering education for qualified professionals in the state, and looking at how we can support interprofessional education and collaboration for clinicians. And then after that, I came here.
0: So you've been here three and a half years. Three and a half years. We are so lucky to have you here because you. you've made such a big difference in um, how students are looking at. Their um, profession that they've chosen and how to work together. It's it's been great. So where did the concept of interprofessional collaboration come from?
1: Well, historically, healthcare teams have comprised of a, a number of different disciplines, and um, and, and we sort of realised that in most cases, uh, patients or clients actually need uh, a number of different disciplines in the delivery of their care. They don't just have one issue that is being um, addressed by one health professional. They usually have multiple health conditions or multiple issues that need a, a, a whole team approach to actually um, addressing that issue. So historically, uh, teams have been uh, working from a, a multidisciplinary approach. And so this approach is where uh, individ- uh, professions have had really clear, distinct scopes of practice and distinct roles. And so the uh, idea was that sort of the aggregate of all of these expertise would be enough to sort of support or address all of the client's issues. But what we know is that client's issues are often really complex and, um, and that they don't always neatly align with uh, professional scopes or roles. And so we needed a different approach. And so interprofessional collaboration is a bit different in that while we're still bringing together all the different disciplines in the healthcare team, it's about really working from a person-centred approach, understanding the, the client's or the patient's needs or wants or desires, and then working from that as a team to work out how we can all contribute to, to, um, to managing or addressing that person's care issues.
0: And it's really made a difference in outcomes, um, there's lots of research showing the evidence um, for supporting interprofessional practice.
1: Yeah, and th- there's evidence around um, reducing error rates because people are collaborating, they're talking to each other, they're checking each other's work. There's also um, research around satisfaction from um, both patients, clients, and their families around the- this sense that they're feeling that their care needs are being addressed, but also, Um, that their care needs are being coordinated as well, that they're not just leaving a hospital and and having to work out things for themselves. They're actually having some sort of uh, continuity of care across different settings.
0: That's fabulous. So what does this look like in the workplace?
1: Well, interprofessional collaboration can occur in a whole range of different ways. I think, first of all, uh, professionals need to know and understand each other's strengths and expertise. It's, that's absolutely critical for interprofessional collaboration, to know when to refer to each other, to know when to collaborate, to have respect for each other's expertise, and to know when there are shared interests. Uh, professionals also need to be able to communicate with each other. Um, so, um, so, so often our disciplines have discipline-specific language, and we, we actually don't talk to each other or we can't understand each other. So we need to be able to break down that language. And then we need to think about how we can actually communicate and collaborate with each other, whether that's through meetings, whether that's through co-treatment, whether that's through shared documentation, um, through referrals, handoffs, there's a whole range of different ways that we can actually do this.
0: It's 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 remarkable because you're really preparing our sergeant graduates for what healthcare needs. It may not all be happening right now, but our sergeant graduates are coming out and sharing what they know about interprofessional practice, and maybe you know helping other organizations see how important it is to implement. So it's very empower- empowering, I think, for our students. So why has Sargent College set up this IPE curriculum, and what does the curriculum look like?
1: Well, I think exactly what you were just talking about, Karen, that we want to have our students go out into the workforce prepared and ready to work on interprofessional teams. We want them to understand each other's roles. We want them to be able to know how to work together. We want them to have a, a respect for each other's disciplines. And we want them to have a shared focus on Um, person-centered outcomes for the people in which they're serving and so that's the whole reason why we've got this curriculum we want to prepare our students to be able to do this in clinical practice so what does our curriculum look
0: like yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop for one second I'm going to pretend that I'm a student applying to Sargent College so what am I going to expect when I get there <laughs> wow
1: we've got an IPE <laughs> curriculum which um, has a number of different aspects so we have um, online collaboration face-to-face collaboration we have case studies and simulations and we covered a whole range of different topics and so in our in your first year you would um, dis, you would explore issues like um, the roles and responsibilities of different health professions we're looking at different methods of, of collaboration how to actually develop a shared language and and a a model for that. Then you'd move into um, team dynamics, understanding like what's going on for interprofessional teams, why are there conflicts at time, uh, why do people not get along and how we might actually go about managing that conflict we also discuss ethical practice and you know so often in healthcare we're we're faced with many ethical issues and healthcare teams have to navigate this as a team to work out the best outcome that that sits well with um for the for the person but also for the institution and the team um, as well and then sort of looking at that advancing part of interprofessional practice. So how do we actually advance into professional practice through interprofessional leadership, through advocacy, uh, through continuing professional development for interprofessional teams, looking at uh, interprofessional research and evaluation and interprofessional public health approaches. So we cover a whole range of different topics. That's
0: year one? That's year one. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. That's
1: a lot. Then in year two, we actually move to applied apply all of that knowledge into case studies uh, and simulations and so uh, students um, now drawing on their discipline knowledge that they've learned are able to contribute to uh, to clinical case studies and actually explore how to actually manage a client's case or a client's care in a way that's interprofessional that's collaborative and that works for the patient's benefit and and working towards their goals so Year two is really focused on that application of these skills uh, to to um, to case studies. Running alongside all of that, we also have a cur- co-curricular program. And so we have an IPE student group who are really active and they have um, health mentor lunches where we have um, either uh, health professionals from different disciplines come in and share their expertise, or we might have people who have been, um, who have, uh, got a health condition themselves and that explain about their own experience or maybe a family, a family member of somebody who has a health condition and they exp- explain what it's like to, to be in that position. And so we have these different events for, that students can come along to. They can hear these guest presentations and then we have a rich discussion around um, implications for practice and interprofessional collaboration and how we can actually make things better. Um, and so that's one part of our co-curricular. Um, program but we've also got a number of other activities one of which is a cooking group
0: oh I like that
1: well our cooking group ha- is um, works with participants from the aphasia resource center here at Sargent and we have uh, occupational therapy nutrition and speech language pathology students working collaboratively with the participants to re-engage in um, in all things to do with cooking so whether that's through um, nutrition knowledge through reading recipes through adaptive equipment there's a whole range of ways that um, they support the participants to engage in in cooking
0: and you must have great outcomes from that
1: yeah well I mean the, the participants love that the students love that as well and um, it's it's a great experience for all um, everybody enjoys the cooking and um, and trying different recipes trying different ways of cutting vegetables or using different equipment um, and uh, and at the end of it we all get to eat so
0: sounds good I want to be invited sometime
1: <laughs> of course
0: <laughs> so um, you mentioned case studies and simulation right yeah and these are case studies that are you know created by you of real uh, clients correct
1: yeah of course and 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 um, so our case studies range have a whole range of different. Clinical applications. So we have um, case studies in pediatrics, in uh, neurological uh, rehabilitation, in acute care, in um, public health, even. So we have a whole range of different um, case studies. One I'll describe is um, a, a case study that involves occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech language pathology students, and they work on developing a co-treatment plan for um, working with a, a person with dementia and who has been having recurrent falls. And so they they look at how they can actually work together in practice in a in a single session, and they do OTPT or PT SLP or SLPOT, working in pairs around how to actually um, do a co-treatment session.
0: And that's so important to understand how to work with people um, with um, dementia as we see you know, a growing aging population where you know, many people end up having dementia or caregiving to a family member or friend who has uh, dementia. So that's really important. So um, as we get closer to concluding this episode, what's the future for interprofessional education at Sargent College?
1: Well, I'm really excited about where it's going, and I think we've done a whole lot of work to to um, really get the curriculum up and running. But what I'd really like to see is more simulation activities, um, more... Um a clinical application for our students, um, which they, they really enjoy. I'd like to see um, different ways that we can have interprofessional uh, education and collaboration on fieldwork placements, um, and then um, more integration with the with the other Sergeant College clinical centres. And then on top of that, I think there's a really great opportunity for us to support clinicians um, with their continuing education and team development. And there's a whole um, and that's something that we would certainly be looking to
0: extend yeah and that that really addresses sergeant college strategic plan as as well and as we conclude um maybe with someone out there who really got excited about this and would like to be a field work site how can they reach you what would be the best way
1: uh, they can reach me via email and so my email is cslater bu.edu um, and i'd be happy to have a conversation Um, about anything related to interprofessional education and practice.
0: Thank you. And you've made such a big difference at Sargent College. So thanks for being on Health Matters at BU Sargent.
1: Thank you very much.